Thank you for tuning in to our Bold as a Lion Ministries podcast. Uh, for more teachings, uh, go to boldasalionministries.com. Uh, we have all of them posted weekly. If you like what you hear, feel free to subscribe to our iTunes, Google Play. Uh, use all those resources, play and download as much as you possibly want. Also, we're running a Project 500 campaign where we're trying to get 500 sponsors at $20 a month uh, to go towards our media ministry so that we can make it bigger and better for you every single week. We hope you enjoy our teaching. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. So we're talking about um, the names of, of, the peop- of the people of God. You have the Hebrews. Abraham was the first one in the Bible to be called a Hebrew. Um, now, it says that he was, it was, he, they called him Abraham the Hebrew. So this infers that Hebrew may have been a family name that Abraham was associated with, which means that Laban might have been a Hebrew. Sarah, before she married him, might have been a Hebrew, you know. And there's a couple people up in the chain there that they think it might have been, I think it could have been either uh, Hebron or Eber, uh, one of their fathers up there. <clears throat> so anyway, he was a Hebrew. Then you have the word Israelite. Israel doesn't come until Jacob wrestles with God, and God tells him, you no longer be called Jacob, but you're going to be called Israel. From then on, Jacob and his sons, his 12 sons, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Naphtali, Asher, Dan, Issachar, Gad, Zebulun, Judah, Benjamin, and Joseph, they were called the Israelites. Okay? Now this is some really cool stuff. All right? God said to Abraham, I'll bless all nations through your seed or through your offspring. Okay? Did you find that scripture first by chance? Yep. Uh, the account is in Exodus 22, uh, but I would do 21 through like 23. You want me to read it? Yes. Real loud. Okay. So, and the Lord said to Moses, when you go back to Egypt, see that you do before Pharaoh all the miracles that I have put in your power, but I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my firstborn son. And I say to you, Let my son go, that he may serve me. If you refuse to let him go, behold, I will kill your firstborn son. <coughs> so, um, I want you to look up something else. <clears throat> uh, according to the Levitical law, they had to um, redeem the firstborn there was a law where they had to kill the firstborn male of all the livestock, but they had to redeem the firstborn male of woman by killing a lamb. Also, the donkey, too. I don't know why. I think I know why, but it's very strange. The firstborn donkey with a lamb? Redeem the firstborn that, donkey with a lamb? Yeah, if you find that, you'll find the other. Okay. Uh, while you're looking for that, Israel... Um, his sons, the 12 sons of Israel, okay, um, God says this to Pharaoh. He says, Israel is my firstborn. If you don't let go of my firstborn, I'll kill your firstborn. Mm. All right? Now, there's another passage in Romans and I think even, maybe even Galatians. It talks about how Jesus is the second Adam. In the, the genie, yes, did you find it? I think so. <clears throat> uh, Exodus 34, 19 and 20. Um, all, that, uh, all that open the womb are mine, all your male livestock, the firstborn of cow and sheep, 
The firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb, or if you will not redeem it, you shall break its neck. All the firstborn of your sons you shall redeem, and none shall appear before me empty-handed. All right, so the firstborn of your cows, the firstborn male that opened the womb of the cow, they had to kill it. 34, 19, and 20. All right. So this is very interesting. Can you find that Jesus is the second Adam? This is fun stuff. All right, so we see that um, here you had to redeem the firstborn a woman, or the firstborn male a woman. <clears throat> so the Israelites are called Israelites. God said to Pharaoh, Give me back my firstborn, and I'll kill your firstborn. Okay, now this is so cool, because check this out. If you study the genealogies, you understand that Abraham was the father of Isaac. God told Abraham, all nations will be blessed through your seed, which is also your offspring. And in the New Testament, Paul says it was the, the one offspring, singular, referring to Jesus. All right, so Jesus is his promise happening way back you know he's this promise that abraham said you know is given and so he has his son isaac which is so cool because even his son isaac god says i want you to sacrifice your son isaac so he takes him to the altar to kill him and isaac's like where's the sacrifice god will provide the sacrifice abraham says they get up there he's tying him down he's about to kill him next thing you know there's a ram over there and so god provided a, a an oath and it tells him don't don't kill your son all right so it's so interesting because if you study this, you'll see. God says, I will bless all nations through your offspring. And then in Isaac, there's this prophetic sign of kill your firstborn. Which is interesting because Isaac was not the firstborn. Ishmael was the firstborn. Mm -hmm. he, was the, the other woman. he was the illegitimate son. Yeah. Who got the promise though? Isaac. Once again, Isaac's a type and shadow of Jesus. Ishmael's a type and shadow of Adam. Mm -hmm. It's uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Uh, Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that is first, but the natural, and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are of the dust. And as is the man of heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. Just as we have been born the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. Mm. Woo! Alright. So Jesus came to redeem Adam. Watch this. This is so cool. Abraham was prophesied, your offspring will bless all nations. He has Ishmael, illegitimately, not according to God, right? With a servant woman, right? With an Egyptian of all people, which is the sign of your bondage. <laughs> the woman of bondage, or the, the child from the woman of bondage, that he was prophesied over in a dream, your people will serve the Egyptians and be slaves for 400 years. So cool. And that's why it's so cool, because Ishmael was still blessed by God, even though he didn't have the blessing. He was going to die in the wilderness and 
Ishmael says, we're going to die. I mean, uh, uh, Agar says, we're going to die. And the angel says, no, you won't die. We'll bless him and he'll be a mighty nation too. So good. The mercy of God, man, for the people that were illegitimate. That's you and me. We were illegitimate children because of our sin. So powerful. All right. So God has, uh, Abraham has Ishmael, the illegitimate child. The promise doesn't come through the illegitimate child. It comes through the second child, which is actually considered also the firstborn. Because he, he gets the inheritance. Jesus Christ is where all of our inheritance comes from, man. All the heritage comes from him. We get the birthright of the firstborn. It's so cool. Check this out. The birthright. Oh, wow. That's so cool. That's awesome. Wow. Just got something else, dude. So you know what a birthright is, right? Okay, so a birthright, if you have two sons, a birthright, the firstborn gets a double portion. This is also where you get your double portion idea from. I want a double portion. Well, what a double portion means is that you inherited it because you were a son. Double the responsibility. You were the firstborn son. Yeah, double responsibility. This is so cool. Oh, my gosh. Not only is that is just a blessing and inheritance, it's also, like you said, a responsibility. It's a burden. You inherit twice the burden. Guys, it's so awesome, bro. Mm. All right. Oh, golly. If I just get over this excitement, I could teach. Okay, so <clears throat> Abraham has Ishmael, and Sarah says, I don't want Ishmael to get the inheritance. I want my son Isaac to get the inheritance. So he sends Ishmael away. Okay? So if you have two sons, here's what happens. You take two sons, you pretend you have th a third son, and two portions go to the firstborn, and one portion goes to the second portion, second son. Does that make sense? All right, so you take two portions, you split it, and if you have two, you add a portion, give him two, give him one. Does that make sense? That's what a double portion is. So if you have 12 sons, then one son will get two thirteenths. Everybody else will get one thirteenth. Make sense? All right, now. So, Abraham, um, he has a son, Ishmael, and he has a son, Isaac. Isaac's the one that all the promises come through. Then Isaac has two sons, Esau and Jacob. We say Jacob and Esau because we consider Jacob as the most important one, but Esau was the firstborn. It says, but Esau I hated and, 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 and Jacob I loved. Yeah, Jacob was a deceiver. This is so powerful, dude. <laughs> it's so weird. Esau was the firstborn, and he was rejected. Jacob was the secondborn, and he was accepted. Again, another prophetic sign of the second coming along and being the redemption for the first. All right? He gets the promise. He gets the inheritance. Okay? But then what's really cool is when they come back, they have peace. That's another cool thing people don't talk about. Esau's going to kill his brother. He runs off. Got is actually that th them having peace and unity was actually the central point for Jacob's faith. But we don't talk about it very often. Jacob said to God, "If you'll bring me back here in peace, I'll serve you and I'll serve you alone, God." See, Jacob actually had all kinds of gods he believed in. But it was Yahweh that he was believing in, and when when he was talking with him, he says, "I'll bring you back to this place in safety." So he leaves for like 21 years, gets married, has two wives, has 12 sons, comes back. Actually, I think he has 11 sons at that point. And he's coming back, and he sees Esau from a distance. 
This is the night that he wrestles with God. His name gets changed. He comes back to Esau with all the sacrifices. And Esau says, I have plenty. And they embrace and cry and have unity again. So powerful. And it's from that moment on, when they come back from that moment, he builds an altar to the Lord. He has all of his wives bring their household gods. They burn them and they serve God alone. Jacob was the firstborn of many. See? We notice his life because he had 12 sons. Okay? Now this is so powerful. This is so cool. You have, so you can see how Ishmael was a type and shadow of Adam. Isaac was a type and shadow of Jesus. Esau was a type and shadow of Adam. And Jacob was a type and shadow of the redemption of mankind and Jesus. Because Jacob was a deceiver and he became Israel. Okay? It, it, he, um, was it Jacob that was said that he... No... Anyway, it was like Jacob Jacob ends up going and, um, you know, it's like he died to his family. And then he came back and was restored. Type of shadow of Jesus. <clears throat> All right. So Israel has 12 sons. Reuben was the firstborn. The favorite son was Joseph, though. And the reason why was he was the firstborn of his favored wife. He had two wives. And those wives had maidservants. And those maidservants had children they were born to Jacob as his own sons. And so these 12 um, boys are actually split up among four or five women. So Reuben is supposed to get the inheritance, but he doesn't get the inheritance. And I believe, it doesn't didn't Jacob say, um, behold, uh, you know, a son was dead to me, but is now alive? Well, anyway, Joseph was sold into slavery. That's the prodigal son. I don't think it was Joseph. But you can look it up. Still, still, every time I think about that phrase, I think about Joseph. How he was, it was like he was a dead son to his father. His father thought he was dead. And then he was restored back to him. Not only that was he restored, he was restored and he was a king. You know, he was second in command of all. He was humbled and brought high. Jesus is a, I mean, Joseph is a really good picture of what Jesus was. He never did anything wrong and he was put into slavery. He became like us. And a sinful man. And then, even though he did nothing wrong there, he was tried as a criminal. <laughs> Jesus was in three days, three nights, right? He was in three years in prison. Some cool stuff. Behold, I am the bread of heaven, Jesus says. It was Joseph that saved all of Egypt and all the peoples with grain, with bread. <laughs> good stuff and he saved his own people it was through the salvation it was through the, the wheat that he saved up those seven years during the, during the seven years of plenty though so that the seven years of famine that he was able to feed his family and save his family all right he saved many people he saved a lot a lot of nations which is interesting because see even in abraham it, the prophecy was fulfilled here that he would be a blessing to all nations joseph was already a blessing to all nations it's powerful stuff all right, now, Joseph had two sons. Manasseh and Ephraim. I can't remember which one's the firstborn. Pretty sure Manasseh is the firstborn and Ephraim is the secondborn. When Joseph came to his father, Jacob, 
Israel, he said, Bless my sons. Here's the firstborn, here's the secondborn. And it says that Jacob crossed his hands over like this, symbolizing he was going to switch the blessing. And Joseph says, Stop, Dad. Don't do that. Hey, look, that's the firstborn. This is the secondborn. But you put your um, your right hand on the firstborn and bless him with the blessing of the firstborn. And he goes, no, son, I've done what I've done on purpose. See, the thing is, Jacob's blessing was switched with Esau. Jesus' blessing was switched with Adam. Ephraim and Manasseh, they were switched as well. Alright, so he switches the blessing. Again, symbolic of the switcheroo from Adam and Jesus, you know? We inherit the promise. He inherited the curse. So good. Jesus, it's Galatians chapter 3 or 5 says he became the curse for us. Mm, right? Alright, now check this out. So you have your 12 tribes. Now... Joseph, if you look in the splitting up of the land, Joseph's name is not listed. Okay? His sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Why? He received the double portion. 13. There's 12. But the 13th portion would be uh, given to Joseph. And it was so Joseph already had plenty from Egypt. He was the second command. He didn't need nothing from his dad. So... Jacob gave Manasseh and Ephraim. He says, I will consider them as my own sons. And they inherited Joseph's portion. It was split among those two. All right? But that's 13. And the land was only divided in 12. You know what happened? This group right here. The Levites. Mm -hmm. The Levites, it says in the scripture, the Levites had no portion. It says that God was their portion. The Levites were set apart as a holy priesthood, as the holy nation amongst the nation. Okay? Whenever it said um, in Exodus chapter 20, uh, uh, 34, redeem the firstborn, here's what they did. The cattle, they would kill the firstborn male of the cattle. And they would kill the firstborn male of your uh, whatever's, you know what I mean? But of the woman, of a male, of a human being, they would redeem him with a lamb on the eighth day. All right? Now, God said, I need you all to, you are my firstborn. Okay? I need you to redeem all the firstborn that are in your existence right now. And there was roughly 22,000 people that were firstborn males in the midst of them. Out of 600,000 people, by the way. Only 22,000 of them were firstborns. So that's a lot of kids per family. <laughs> Dang, dude. That means there's only 22,000 families. Well, that's not true. Because some of them were grandpas and some of them were, you know, great-grandpa sons, you know. Okay, anyway. Um, all right. Sorry, that was way off. But 22,000 of them were firstborns. All right. Check this out. So they took the number of firstborns, and it was roughly 22,000 people. And when they took the number of Levites... There was 22,000 people. And there was a small difference of a few hundred peoples or whatever. Or maybe even a thousand. I can't remember. But what they did was they redeemed it with silver and everything like that. So the Levites became the redemption for the firstborn of all of Israel. It's good stuff. The Levite became 
the redemption of the firstborn of all of Israel. And they would continue to play this role. They had no portion in the land. Scripture says, and they have not found him among the living, right? Levites, another type and shadow of Jesus and the priesthood and a living sacrifice. They were the sacrifice made for all the people, but they were not dead. They were alive. They were a living sacrifice. The first example you see in the scripture of a living sacrifice. And the Bible says that we are a living sacrifice. We are a royal priesthood and a holy nation set apart by God. When we enter into the scripture says in, uh, I think it's Isaiah, it talks about how we will become the ministers of God. So Isaiah 61. Instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. They shall have everlasting joy. And it says right here, let's just read Isaiah 61. The whole thing. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of faint spirit, instead of a faint spirit. They may be called that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and tend your flocks. Foreigners shall be your plowmen and vine dressers. But you shall be called the priests of the Lord. There you go. But you shall be called the priests of the Lord. They shall speak of you as the ministers of our God. You shall eat the wealth of the nations, and in the glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot, and so on and so forth. Okay, so, the Levites became the sacrifice, the living sacrifice for the people of God. They became the ministers of God towards the people. But they didn't have a portion in the land. So if you look at the divvy up of the land, you'll see Reuben, Simeon, Skip, Levi, Naphtali, Asher, Dan, Issachar, Gad, Zebulun, Judah, Benjamin, Skip, Joseph. Now it's Manasseh and Ephraim. Those were the, how the 12 tribes were split up. But Levi, is so cool, Levi didn't have a portion. In fact, when you look at the city, it was split up like this. It had 12 gates like this. Twelve gates on the sides of the city. But Levi was not in that, in any of those gates. Manasseh and Ephraim were Joseph. Watch this. Joseph, mm, mm. Joseph doesn't have a gate. And Levi doesn't have a gate. It's because Levi was a type and shadow of Christ and the church. Joseph was a type of shadow of Christ. He doesn't have a gate. Guess where the Levites lived? In the midst of the people. He didn't have a gate. It's the Holy Spirit, man. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Father in us. So good. He inhabits. <laughs> he inhabits the people. The Levites were in the midst of the people. They had no portion. They lived in 
the midst of the people, amongst the people. In fact, the Levites lived in different portions. They, some Levites would live with Reuben. Some Levites would live with Simeon. Some Levites would live with Naphtali. Levites would live with Asher and Dan and throughout the whole. But Reuben would be by himself. Simeon would be in a group by themselves. Yeah. Naphtali would be in a group by themselves. But Levi was amongst them all. Ah, dude, I'm getting goosebumps right now. It's so awesome. It's cool stuff. Also, if you study the, the, the setup with the size of the groups, and you look at the formation of the people group, here's the tabernacle right here in the middle. You'll actually, it looks like a cross. Huh. The way that people had to line up in their congregations looked like a cross. And because uh, Judah was so big, and whatever, anyway, different groups were so big. And, anyway, cool stuff. All right, now watch this. It's so cool. So, Levi, from Levi comes your Aaron, and your, which is your high priest, and Moses. They're all from Levi. Okay. Which is so cool. Tell you something right there. Huh? Tell you this right there. Yeah. Well, and they're the ones who were ministering to the temple. You know, they yeah. carried certain things. And there were some priests that were a little higher than other priests, um, depending, and they would do, or I should say they were closer to the to the inner circle of the, of what do you call it, the the um, the Holy of Holies. There, there are some priests that could never touch any of the stuff in the Holy of Holies. There's only certain priests that could touch the tabernacle. Some priests could only touch the poles. Some priests could only touch the curtains, you know. So it all depended on what group you were in, what, what part, part of the family you were in, you know. But anyway, <clears throat> and now it's all given by God, you know. All right. So, this is so cool. So, Manasseh and Ephraim. All right. Um, what else? Okay. So, the double portion. This is so cool. So, Joseph gets the double portion, right? He gets two inheritances. All right. Um, I just think it's interesting that we inherit, we become that royal priesthood. Our actual inheritance is the portion of God. God is our portion. The inheritance isn't just restricted only to a double portion, but the double portion is a beautiful thing because it was only given to the firstborn. In these situations, you see that the secondborns were all getting the double portion. Okay? And it's just weird because, see, the whole point of the story is a redemption story. How God took our place and we took his place. You see? And so even the fact that Jesus would inherit the double portion and that we switch places with him, we also inherit the double portion. But the double portion is enough, not just for one person, it's for two. You see? The portion that that Jesus got was enough not just for himself, but for Adam. Oh, oh, I know. I know what they're telling you. Okay, so... The people of God, they all rebelled against the Lord. Okay, now remember the Levites were still living in the midst of the people. This is why when you study the Israelites and you notice that whenever Jeroboam comes into power, okay, so, all right, so let's go back here. You've got um, David, okay? David becomes the king after Saul. Y'all heard of Saul, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have Saul, then you have David, he's not Saul's son. He's replaced Saul. David has Solomon 
which was interesting because Solomon was born of the woman he had adultery with. Saul, David, Solomon. After Solomon is Rehoboam. Now, Rehoboam, when he came into power, the people of Israel came up to Rehoboam, the elders, and they said, listen, you need to lighten the load that your father did to us and so the people will love you. And all of the young people came up to Rehoboam and said, no, you need to be harder. So Rehoboam said, I'm going to be harder. Well, ten tribes left Rehoboam and went into another place forever. 